Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. It was a well-armed gunman who opened fire inside the Virginia Beach, Virginia Municipal Center on Friday. We did recover additional weapons at the scene. I'm not at liberty to tell what those weapons are at this time. We also recovered additional weapons at the suspect's home. That is the uh, chief of police of Virginia Beach, James Cervera. He says the gunman was employed by the city for 15 years as an engineer, had a security pass that allowed him entry to non-public areas of the building. Despite loud voices among House Democrats for the start of an impeachment inquiry, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has made it clear she's in no rush to impeach President Trump. A California lawmaker prefers a more measured approach, saying she wants to have the country's support, whatever the House's ultimate decision it turns out to be. This is SRN News. Dr. Sebastian Gorka likes when the president stands up for himself. He's calling upon all the people in his staff who are in the room with Nancy just to prove how much of an absolute liar about what she said about the president. You don't allow their lies to fester and grow. You crush them. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 2 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Hour 2 of the headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Now, let's take a look at your weather for the rest of the day and weekend. Mostly sunny high 72 for today. A nice clear low of 50 night. Tomorrow, another beautiful day, so get outside. Sunny and a high of 70. More Mitch Berg coming up next right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. Uh, This is the headliner edition. Brad Carlson, the closer, tomorrow from 2 to 3. King Banyan, back with the King Banyan radio show uh, on economics, the best show in the country, perhaps the world, on the subject of economics. Uh, Every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Uh, Conversation elevated at such a level that Minnesota Public Radio uh, tunes in every week just to listen for pointers on how to do a great interview on a complex subject. Check them out. The entire Northern Alliance Radio Network dominating Twin Cities weekend radio and really, let's be honest, the whole media industry in this town for the past 15 years, uh, going on 16 as we speak here. 
at any rate, the Minnesota State Legislative Session ended uh, going on two weeks ago here right now. It, I wasn't able to do a big wrap-up on it last week because I was off on assignment. And by the way, thanks again to Lee Michaels for joining us and uh, sitting in this past week. I believe he talked a little bit about the end of session. But one of the subjects that we have been uh, covering with our next guest, our friend Liz Mayer, who joins us uh, live from out east, uh, is... The tomfoolery on both sides of the aisle in regards to the transportation, uh, various transportation policies, including the electronic ve- uh, electric vehicle tax. Uh, Liz, uh, welcome back to the broadcast today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's great. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Uh, of course, you are president of Mayor Strategies, which is great because you'll, you'll have a business to hand down to, to future generations of mayors. It's admirable foresight on your part. <laughs> Not so admirable in their foresight. Uh, some of the policies that have uh, that were that were bubbling up through the Minnesota legislature legislature, uh, lamentably on both sides of the aisle during the just-ended uh, session here. Liz, we have been following, right. we've been following the electronic, ve- uh, electronic, electrical vehicle tax. You can tell I work in a room full of engineers these days uh, for my day job. Uh, so so wh- where do we rant, uh, end up on this? I, as, let's just set this up. A couple of weeks ago, you brought to our attention that the uh, Republicans in the Minnesota State Senate had been working on instituting a tax on electrically driven vehicles. Uh, right. Just set up the, the where the story came from, Liz. So originally there was a lot of back and forth about transportation funding and infrastructure funding and where that was going to come from. And there had been some debate about hiking the gas tax um, and a sort of a uh, counter proposal to that. It would appear that uh, some Republican senators came up with this idea of hiking different taxes, i.e. taxes on electric vehicles, which was a very dubious proposal, I think, not least because something around 1%, maybe below 1% of vehicles on the roads in Minnesota are electric. So if you're actually hoping to bring money in, that's not a great way of doing it. It was also quite questionable because if you actually go and look at what Republicans were saying in opposition to the gas tax, They were saying, hey, we already have a projected surplus. We don't need a tax hike. And then they turned around and proposed a tax hike, which doesn't make a lot of sense. The good news is that while a bill hiking taxes on electric vehicles did pass out of the Minnesota Senate, ultimately when the transportation bill went to conference, that tax was taken out. So the good news here is that a very stupid tax hike that I think would have enabled the DFL to attack Republicans for exactly the kind of behavior that Republicans typically succeed in attacking Democrats for. In the end, Republicans may not get slapped with that attack because the provision came out in conference committee. So that's good for them. Um, I think it's unfortunate that it was pursued in the first place. But at the end of the day, you know, people who are going and buying anything from a new Tesla to a secondhand electric Toyota of some form in Minnesota are now not going to get hit with a massively higher tax for doing so. And I think it's generally always good when Republicans come down on the anti-tax side of the equation. You'd think it would be a no-brainer, but there there is no such thing as a no-brainer in politics, especially when dealing no. with taxes. This is a part of a pattern, by the way, Liz, that, that has concerned me about my fellow Republicans and to some extent conservatives for some time now. I, I live in the city. I live in a DFL-dominated uh, moldy blue cesspool uh, that I still mm-hmm. love in, for, in its own way. 
Uh, but I do a fair amount of biking. I, in fact, I'm looking forward to biking uh, to work here as, as, as things come up. And yet, there are a few things that bring out the the inner tax dove, the the tax, the, the 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 urge to to use taxes to punish people in Republicans and conservatives, mm-hmm. uh, like alternative transportation. You talk about urban bikers, and you see on social media the uh, the, the conservative erstwhile so-called conservatives suddenly turning into to taxing machines when it comes to getting at those doggone people on their bikes, and. Yes, and I get it in some respects. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of not pleasant people on bicycles around there. I run into them constantly. But when it comes to electric cars, of course, again, I think they they want to tax the symbol of people who are different than them, and it, it may be satisfying in the short term, but it's deeply deeply problematic in the long term, Liz Mayer. Well, I think that's right, and I think it's problematic not just because it has Republicans and conservatives violating core Republican and conservative principles that everybody has been aware of and known and associated the party and the movement with for many, many decades. But it's also a problem in Minnesota specifically because, let's not forget, the mining industry in northern Minnesota was very interested in avoiding these taxes because they have a sneaking suspicion that they may have a whole bunch of mineral wealth up there that could be mined that could be used for car batteries. That's really important because obviously at the moment, you know, the country does tend to be somewhat reliant on China and combat zones in order to get those minerals. So it's important from a self-reliance standpoint that we actually put industries like the mining industry domestically in a position to do the extraction and provide the supply that we want. But also politically, it's important because, as I think you noted a few shows ago when we talked about this, You know, it wasn't the case until somewhat recently that the mining community was voting Republican. They had been more of a DFL block, and then they've gradually moved over. And so, you know, you are sort of taking a decision if you are choosing to try to raise taxes on something that uses a product that those people extract and make money off of to kind of tax your own allies. And that's always a bad move in politics. It's also true when you look at the fact that you have this electric bus factory in St. Cloud, you have um, an automation facility that Tesla purchased um, that's just outside of the Twin Cities. Um, You know, and the people who work in those kinds of situations are not hardcore DFL voters. They're people who tend to lead Republicans. So it's not great coalition politics. Um, It's also a problem when you look at the fact that the automotive dealers oppose this so strongly, because not only do those guys consistently vote Republican, but they're also Republican donors. So you're not just alienating your voters. You're actually cutting off your source of finance. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I think the reason to oppose this was a principled one, because tax hikes, first of all, should be opposed, and they certainly should be opposed if you think that there is you know, a budget surplus that you're projecting. But there are a lot of political reasons why this was wrongheaded as well. So it's really good that it got taken out in the conference committee because I think it would have been hung around Republicans next in a bad way going into the next election. Is it your impression, given that the Republicans in the Senate supported it as long as they did and took it to conference, that that political cudgel is already out there, at least enough of it for the, the DFL's noise machine and media, pardon the redundancy, uh, to, to use already, even as it is? I mean, yeah. I'm wondering if that cat hasn't already left the barn. I mean, it's possible. I think certainly if you have people who are you know, at that state Senate level that want to run for bigger offices, like if some of, somebody were to step up into a congressional primary, for example, or run for a statewide office. 
I would imagine that that's the kind of thing if they had voted for this when it was in the Senate, if, particularly if they voted for it in committee. Um, I think that would definitely be held against them. I think, you know, oftentimes in state legislative races, people don't dive super deep when they're doing their opposition research and putting ads together. So some of these guys who took bad votes may dodge a bullet. They may never be hit with this. But if I were the DFL, sure, uh, you know, if I were looking at a race that I thought was potentially winnable by my candidate, I would absolutely be leveraging anything that Republicans had done to go against their anti-tax philosophy. Because, of course, the more that you depress the other side or put their voters on the fence, the better a position you're going to be in. So we'll have to see. But I think there's definitely that possibility. And I would say if any of the people who voted for this, particularly in committee, want to run for something that's bigger and better down the line, they should expect it to be invoked against them. I can't see how it wouldn't be. Yeah. If the CIA and the NSA were as effective at digging out information as the DFL's oppo people are, we would never be surprised by events around the world ever. They're, they're very good, very professional <laughs> at it around they here. Are, yeah. That's right. They, these are the pros here, folks. Anyway, uh, Liz Mayer, in the remaining moments we have in this segment here, uh, obviously the, the, we defeat was averted, and perhaps largely at the at the at the hands of the House DFL majority, who it could be fairly mm-hmm. said represent the the target demographic of this tax, uh, for better or mm-hmm. worse. What do we, the actual conservatives of Minnesota, do about this going forward here to make sure that we don't wind up back in the same boat of having to defend the indefensible next session? Well, I would I would say uh, for everybody in the state to take a good look at the fact that Illinois also did ram through attacks of this nature. Now, Illinois being Illinois, of course, it's bigger and broader than what you were looking at in Minnesota. But my suspicion is that, as would be typical with most Illinois policy, if you're looking at that from a neighboring state or a close to neighboring state, you're going to see a ton of flaws with the implementation of that. You're probably going to see that the revenue targets were off. You're probably going to see a whole bunch of problems that it creates, whether we're talking about policy-wise, money-wise, or in terms of political coalitions. And so I would urge people to keep tabs on kind of how that's being implemented and how that shakes out, because kind of my rule of thumb with regard to state-level politics is, if Illinois is looking at doing it, don't do it. Don't ever do that. That's, that's like the benchmark for what you want to avoid. Um, you know, so we'll see. I mean, I think uh, what they've done is going to be very problematic for a wide range of people within the state. I think in general, it just adds to the sort of tax and spend legacy that they have there. Um, but I think it's important to watch and see how bad it is, because that may be a very effective deterrent if this should come up again in future. I think purely people saying, like, why are you copying Illinois Democrats and Governor Pritzker? I mean, that's a, that's a significant question, I think, in people's minds. And I know Minnesota is more of a blue state than perhaps what you and I would like it to be, but it's not that blue. So that's a very salient point I think people should be paying attention to. By the way, and you may not have known this, but but kudos on the on the seriously righteous uh, pun you just pulled off. Now, you may not even know you made it, but keeping tabs on things, or that's how we pay our motor vehicle taxes here in the state of Minnesota, yeah. via our license tabs. <laughs> well done! You should be in morning radio, we, though, Liz Mayer. We do, we do in Virginia, too, and I sort of assumed that, that would be the case. So, uh, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Even better. It was an intentional. <laughs> well done, as always. Liz Mayer, thanks for coming on the, the show with us again today. Keep us Thank posted you for on this. Me. Absolutely. Liz Mayer from Mayor Strategies joining us again to talk about uh, an almost unforced error uh, on the part of Minnesota Republicans. They need to be brought around. 
uh, on, on this issue before the next session. Stat. It's an election year. No more unforced errors. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call Stop IRS Debt today at 800-893-8907. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments all by using a proven A-plus BBB-rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you have an filed returns in years or you're already in a payment plan, you can still get tax relief. The government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly. Be warned, this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now. Do not try to handle it yourself. Call Stop IRS Debt now for free information. 800-893-8907. That's 800-893-8907. 800-893-8907. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3366 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3366. Enjoy. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. He served as deputy assistant to President Trump, and today he's a national radio host. But his beginnings were far more humble as his parents escaped a communist dictatorship. Sebastian Gorka exemplifies the American dream. Be inspired by his story at our exclusive event, Dive In, Dinner and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Reserve your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Closet and Storage Concepts. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Usually, but not at Dive In. That will not be a lonely night. You'll be surrounded by a couple hundred of your favorite people, your fellow AM1280 The Patriot listeners. It's coming up two weeks from tonight, and there are still tickets available for the dinner 
Meet and greet sold out. Gorka's table sold out. Narn table sold out first. Yay us! Anyway, you can still get tickets for the dinner and uh, Dr. Gorka's presentation at am1280thepatriot.com. Move fast. These things sell out in a hurry when they sell out. It, it will. Need to get you on in there. AM12Athepatriot.com. Click on the Dr. Gorka Dive In link. And join us there. Brad, King, me, and that Gorka fella. We're all going to be there. Seriously, looking forward to it. Ah. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. You can join us at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show on Twitter. By the way, one other quick uh, 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 just point here. Uh, my band, Elephant in the Room, including former Northern Alliance producer uh, Tommy T-Bone Wynn, uh, back again tonight at the Eagles in Stillwater. Uh, this is the former famous Dave's out there on ninety-four. Or me, on thirty-six Highway thirty-six at Greeley, uh, just northeast of that intersection, just on the western outskirts of Stillwater. Great, had a great night there last night. Two night uh, gig out there. Had a. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this something. Uh, I used to work in bars. I've mentioned that a time or two. I've of course played in bands since I was a kid. And spend a couple of years working as a nightclub DJ. And I will tell you, usually warm May evenings, say a Friday evening when it's been hot all day and it's the beginning of vacation season right after Memorial Day, complete death in bars. People are cooking out or heading to the lake or going on vacation or just too tired from yard work to care. We had a great house last night. A lot of people showed up. They were dancing like crazy. I mean, for an Eagles in Stillwater. They were dancing like crazy. Had a great time last night. One more night to go tonight uh, at the Eagles in Stillwater. Hope you can join Elephant in the Room live at the Eagles in Stillwater. So talking about the pathologies that single-party government brings to places like, well, on the one hand, wealthy places like San Francisco and Seattle and at the moment, Minneapolis, and not-so-wealthy places like Detroit, Chicago. No, not Chicago. Detroit, Portland. Not Portland. Detroit, Baltimore, uh, Camden, Newark, New Orleans, St. Louis, uh, Flint, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Places that are not currently exceptionally wealthy, but kept the one-party government. And places that are kind of in the middle, like Chicago and St. Paul, Places that, that have a certain amount of wealth, places where the people who bring the wealth benefit directly from the single-party system. That's particularly true in St. Paul, by the way, where government – it's a company town, and government is the business and the company that brings the wealth. I mean, St. Paul is – the wealth in St. Paul is largely brought – to the city by government, by government employees, by government union employees, by employees of various levels of government, like education, like the University of Minnesota, and the organizations that feed off of government. St. Paul is a company town, and the company is the state of Minnesota. I mean, there's some private sector still in St. Paul, but 
It's, government is the biggest employer in St. Paul, and if you throw in things like the university, the school systems, uh, nonprofits, it, St. Paul is run by government in the same way that Detroit used to be run by Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler. So, uh, and you're seeing some of the pathologies that come from the fact that you have a sort of a parasitic relationship between government and the people who benefit from government policy, whether it is government employees like in St. Paul or whether it's employees of business that are in cities and benefit from that sort of symbiotic relationship with government like Twitter and Facebook and uh, Airbnb and Uber and Lyft in San Francisco, uh, some companies that, that benefit mightily from being out cozy with the one-party system in Minneapolis uh, and uh, the, the, Minneapolis, the Twin Cities metro area, companies like uh, Target, who have benefited mightily from tax breaks in building their in their various corporate operations, uh, like Best Buy, which was able to bring in the might of the government of Richfield to smack down uh, a car lot to build its uh, its headquarters in Richfield. The, the headquarters look like a bunch of uh, sand crawlers from the first Star Wars movie. Yeah, I mean that's that's the benefit of being cozy with one party government it's this is it's not the free market it's not capitalism it's not the sort of results you get when you have a two party system that functions to keep the party in power accountable by the threat that you can have the party out of power taking part and uh, taking power and and fixing some of your mistakes by the way, this is the sort of thing that doesn't happen in places where the Republicans have single-party control as a general rule, at least not when it comes to matters of business and economics. Uh, but I digress. And you're seeing more and more of these pathologies breaking out. For example, we talked about St. Paul's Tony Soprano-style trash collection system, which has basically brought out Melvin Carter's inner dictator, saying, well... Don't you go pick at any private trash haulers. It'd be a shame if your uh, if if your if your house was to break. Not quite like that, but I mean, trash is going to become a luxury good in St. Paul for at least the near future because you can pay for your own trash hauling if you want, but it's going to get put on your property taxes anyway. Sort of like homeschooling your kids. Well, that's nice. Feel free to homeschool your kids or send them to a private school. But you're still going to pay for the public school system. As crummy as it gets, you're still going to pay for the transfer of your wealth to the the apparatus of government and the political class that works in it. That's the message coming from Melvin Carter yesterday. You can maybe do what you want to do, but you're going to be paying double, and we don't care. By the way, the price will rise, just as predicted. It rose for run-of-the-mill trash customers like yours truly. It's rising even more for the larger customers like people who own fourplexes, uh, it, and even more for the people who can afford at least people who used to not buy trash and uh, a trash service and just haul it to the haul their garbage to the city dump people who are uh, extremely militant about their recycling and really genuinely don't get rid of anything they don't recycle 
or do it so rarely that they haul a, a bag a month to the city, uh, the city uh, trash transfer site down uh, just off of Plato Boulevard. You're seeing the pathology happening even more so in the, quote, public service arena in places like, uh, well, Minneapolis and St. Paul. I will point this out. I recently, uh, over the past two weeks, have uh, started a new job. Yeah, I know. It's it's a travesty. I don't do this for uh, for a living five days a week. Believe me, if someone ponied up the money, I would do it in a heartbeat. But I am blessed to be in a career in the private sector that I enjoy a lot. I've been doing it for 20 years. I design software for companies that need complicated business solutions rendered to users in a way that doesn't intimidate them or make them useless in trying to do their job or or take weeks and weeks and weeks to train them to do so they don't screw up the business. That's what I do for a living. And it's fun. Business is good because so many companies out there started doing this sort of thing with a bunch of programmers designing things. And let's face it, programmers, God bless them, don't really think like users. So that's given me a nice market. And even though I've been doing this for a living for 21 years as of this coming Thursday, I still enjoy doing No, actually, this coming Tuesday, uh, I still enjoy doing it. I still enjoy uh, wrestling with the job every day when I go to work. I don't enjoy every company I was at, including the previous company I was at, which is an example of a company that that becomes very soft and flabby due to its symbiotic relationship with big government but I digress the I enjoy the heck out of it but I did spend a good chunk of the previous year and a half commuting to work via the vomit comet and uh at be- oh by the way that's the green line uh the, the green line train but I call it the vomit comet because every morning you get on there it would be it'd be crowded with homeless people who are thrown on the train or just jumped on the train for a place to go metro transit long since stopped enforcing uh the law overnight about people jumping on the train without paying they don't care i mean it's basically hennepin and ramsey county social services use the vomit comet as a de facto homeless shelter uh but it was a serviceable ride more or less at its most middling it was crowded with university kids, which are the biggest problem, and uh, early on cold mornings, lots of homeless people. And yeah, on a bad morning, you'd be navigating between puddles of vomit and uh, you know, sometimes worse. They're ending 24-7 service on the Vomit Comet between the downtowns because they need time to fix the damage that urban pathology has brought to the crown jewel of the transit system. One party cities in action. Go nowhere. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas or pain or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. 
But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. According to a recent Barna study, schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation. Church leaders view parents, churches, and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life. However, children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school, which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence. A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half-off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program, and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The number to call should you care to join me. I'm also on hashtag Narn Show on Twitter. That's N A R N Show after the hashtag. If you dare use the hashtag out of misplaced political correctness, what am I talking about? Oh yeah, the theory came out of the social media political correctness swamp this past week that the hashtag is a white supremacy symbol. And, and, and by the way, you, you look at it, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing where you almost think someone out there, some conservative is working undercover within the leftist social media uh, political correctness virtue signaling uh, mill and coming up with these things specifically to discredit progressives, uh, the yapping ninnies who parrot this sort of thing. For example, if you look at the hashtag, the pound sign, the the little, the, the, the two hash marks that make up the pound sign that is the hashtag that drives so much of social communication for everyone, it looks a little like an H and an H, put like two H's side by side next door to each other, which we are told means Heil Hitler, if you're a white supremacist. 
It also looks like, if you look at in the right light, especially if it's italicized, it looks like the two runes uh, shaped like S's that were the emblem of, of Hitler's uh, personal bodyguard, stormtroopers, and concentration camp administrators, the SS. It, I mean, a hashtag looks a little bit like that. It also looks like, an, uh, if you if you look at the geometry of the whole thing, it looks like sort of a schematic uh, diagram that is sort of documents the dimensions of a swastika. So no matter that the pound sign as a symbol for units of measure, among other things, predates Nazism by a considerable period of time and has been an integral part of computer coding since long before uh, people with too much time and expensive, worthless education on their hands started looking for symbology like this. Uh, since long before that, suddenly the hashtag is a symbol of, of white supremacy. Uh, by the way, I, I, boy, I just keep getting pushed back on these, these stories here. This past week, there was a, a, a Ku Klux Klan rally in Dayton, Ohio. Now, bear in mind, we're told that white supremacy is breaking out all over, that hate groups are booming, that, uh, that, that social media is, is awash constantly with stories that, that white supremacy is on an upswing. Now, against this, I point out that even groups like the Anti-Defamation League point out that uh, the actual membership of groups like the Ku Klux Klan is nationwide around 3,000, which is about an order of magnitude smaller than it was, say, 30, 40 years ago in the 70s and early 80s when you would see uh, white separatist groups operating in the open in, the, in places like northern Wisconsin and rural North Dakota during my uh, adolescent years. Uh, you could actually find groups like the Posse Comitatus operating more or less in the open. Uh, and you don't see that these days. And this was at a time, and by the way, you'd find them operating in the open in Minnesota as well. There was a, a small but active neo-Nazi cell in St. Cloud in the 1990s, 80s and early 90s. Uh, you, you saw them operating somewhat in the open. And in St. Paul, of all places, there was a white supremacist record label back in the 1990s. Panzerfaust Records, Armored Fist Records, named after a German bazooka uh, from World War II, by the way, for those of you who are German trivia buffs. Point being, 20, 30, and 40 years ago, the uh, the the... Uh, <laughs> the, the the white supremacy market was, and I will state this conservatively, what else, an order of magnitude bigger than it is today. And that was a fraction of the size that it had been a generation before that. I mean, white supremacy's heyday in the United States, if you leave out Reconstruction right after the Civil War, the, the heyday was during the heyday of Jim Crow when the liberal progressive Woodrow Wilson administration uh, instituted federal policies that opened the door for Jim Crow laws to flood the marketplace of ideas and basically took another generation or two to push African-Americans back down into, quote, their place, end quote. Yeah, it was a progressive project. Uh, and... At that time, you had groups like the Ku Klux Klan with millions of members, not thousands, not tens of thousands, 
hundreds of thousands into the millions. There are estimates well into seven figures for the membership of the Ku Klux Klan uh, in nationwide in the 1920s through the 1950s. We're not talking sympathizers. We're not talking people who uh, make some clanny noises on social media but stay shut up about it the rest of the time, which is the sort of thing that today's progressives are exercised about. We're talking tens or hundreds of thousands of people, not just sympathizing, but operating out in the open, going to rallies of thousands and thousands of people in Minnesota. Forget about Birmingham, Alabama. Forget about Dayton, Ohio. In Minnesota, the Klan drew people openly to cross burnings three generations ago. And not only that, Minnesota was a hotbed of the Deutsche Amerikanische Bund, which was an actual openly operating Nazi, uh, group of Nazi sympathizers, sympathizers, fans, who would go out in public to meetings dressed in brown shirts with swastika armbands. You don't see that these days. If you do, you see it in ones and twos, or if you draw them all together from a dozen states like they did in Charlottesville uh, a few years back, uh, you might get a hundred of them together in one place if they drive a long way. And so while Big Left exercises itself into a frenzy, uh, pointing out white supremacists under rocks and hiding behind bushes, when push comes to shove, there are fewer of them now than operating in any sense beyond indicators that some might say are a correlation with greater thought, which... Which, by the way, I'm going to suggest is largely caused by the media saying, hey, white supremacists, look how many of you there are out there. Really, it's okay. Come out. of. It's not okay, but come out of the open, please, because you are our prime story because Trump. Oh, by the way, how many people turned out at the Klan rally this past week in Dayton, Ohio? Six hundred and nine. 600 of them were counter-protesters. Nine of them were Klan's people. Which, in a place like Ohio, which at one point was a hotbed of Klan activity, a place where 40 years ago they would have turned out a few dozen at least, and 60 years ago they would have turned out hundreds, maybe thousands, nine. Nine of them. By the way, it was 15 years ago, I believe, uh, that, that that Minnesota had the last Klan rally, active, actual Klan rally, I can recall. Turned out about a dozen people. So, and this is in Minnesota. You haven't seen anything like it since then, other than, of course, Antifa uh, gatherings, which are basically uh, the Klan only wrapped up in, in lefty clothing, <laughs> black shirts, you know, camisionari. Like brown, only black. <laughs> black is the new brown, I guess, uh, on, on the American left. Anyway, white supremacy is out there. And I don't doubt that the numbers have ticked up a bit, largely because the media has spent so much time giving the very few white supremacist groups that are out there 
lavish media coverage, the, the kind of media coverage you'd have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for if you were going to advertise your white supremacist group for whatever reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is, yeah, that, that, that would be the, the, the reason for whatever uptick there is out there. But that uptick is measured in dribs and drabs, whereas 40 years ago, even into the late 80s, white supremacist groups like the Klan, like the Posse Comitatus, like Covenant Sword, the Arm of the Lord, and Christian Identity uh, numbered each of them in the thousands, operated in the open, maintained actual media presences, actually carried out violent actions in some numbers, enough numbers to concern people, legitimately really concern people, much the way anti-fad does today. Uh, And back before the Civil Rights Act actually had political control of large swaths of this country, particularly the ones run by the Democrats of the day. 651 289-44889. Klan's people turned up in Dayton, Ohio this past week, outnumbered 50 to 1 by counter-protesters, as it should be. Join me if you'd like. Feel free to argue if you'd like. If you want to argue, you'll you'll get on first. Trust me, you will. 651-289-4488. Bit of good news if you're a civil libertarian, someone who, who fights for America's civil rights, the rights of the law-abiding citizens, especially the right to defend oneself. When we come back, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328, 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. Have you been denied credit? Are you paying high interest rates because of a low credit score? Join the thousands of people who've relied on creditrepair.com to help rebuild their credit score. I went to get my first car. I had to get a used car, high interest, and so I knew that things were things were done from there. For over 15 years, we've helped thousands with their search for solutions to credit issues. We communicate with you, your creditors, and the credit bureaus with a unique approach designed to remove items like late payments, collections, charge-offs, liens, bankruptcy, and foreclosures that are unfair or inaccurate. Now, 
have gone up 40 points already. There are many services offering to tell you your credit score and even monitor it for you. But what good is just knowing your credit score when what you really need is to fix it? Credit repair members see a significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. Call now to get your no-obligation credit consultation, including your free credit score and free summary credit report. Don't delay. Call 800-859-0720. That's 800-859-0720. 800-859-0720. Varicose and spider veins. What a gift from my mom. She had them, and I got them. Not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? That was it. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. The best part is, Vein Clinics of America is coming to the Twin Cities this spring, and most insurance is accepted. So if you have tired, swollen, and painful legs, or suffer from embarrassing varicose and spider veins like I did, you can now get world-class treatment for your legs right here in the Twin Cities at Vein Clinics of America. To learn more about location openings, call 800-593-4411. 800-593-4411. That's 800-593-4411. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. By the way, you keep got to keep reminding you. Get your tickets to see Dive In with Sebastian Gorka. Two weeks from tonight at the uh, Discovery Bay venue within an aquarium at the Minnesota Zoo. I'm looking forward to that. Tickets are still available for the dinner and presentation. You're going to want to make sure you be in there for that. 651-289-4488. Or join us on uh, Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, which, by the way, Tuptian uh, from Illinois has done. Uh, he pointed out, as others have po- pointed out, that we have the best bumper music in uh, anywhere in talk radio. Always have, always will. Uh, he points out, and uh, and he points out, uh, he-, he loved the fact that we use Spirit of Radio by Rush, saying, uh, let me see if I can find the post here right now. Real music, you call it real music as opposed to rap or hip-hop, which I don't. I mean, if you hear something you like, love to hear. Love to hear the feedback. It's uh, it's always great to to hear people responding to anything on this broadcast, including the bumper music. His his uh, quote was quote Rush. Yes, true music. We'll have that debate with you. Not hip hop or rap. Well, I say why choose? I mean, doesn't matter. I mean, Keith Richards quoted once upon a time Leonard Bernstein in. Uh, Citing the figure that five percent of all music, whatever the genre is, is great, and ninety-five percent is one degree of bad or another, mediocre to complete dreck. It doesn't matter what genre you're in. You can be talking classical music, gospel music, uh, rock and roll, hip hop. Doesn't matter. Any country western, every genre of music uh, has about five percent that is subjectively really amazing. And 95% is anywhere from blah to blah. So, yeah. And by the way, when it comes to music, my stake in the debate is this. Progressive rock from the set, which peaked in the 1970s, always bored me stiff. It was always stuff that I was way too cool for. But Rush, 
the Canadian uh, three-piece band that has sort of been the commercial face of prog rock in the United States, along with Yes and a few other King Crimson and groups like it, was one of very few that didn't bore me stiff uh, back in the day. Uh, yes, uh, I kind of enjoyed during the Trevor Rabin years, which makes some of my Yes fan friends blanch, but I don't care. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, Rush had its moments. I share a band with a couple guys who worship Rush. Eh, things I have to prevail through to have fun. Anyway, 651-289-4488. One thing that I want to spend an hour on today, and I'm going to wind up spending one segment on, is a bit of good news that came out this past week. If you are a supporter of civil liberties, any civil liberties, First Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Tenth Amendment, doesn't matter, things can get pretty discouraging. And with most libertarian issues, sometimes it seems like the train has left the station for good. Of course, it's our duty as Americans, especially conservative Americans, to see to it that that's not the case. But I'm going to borrow a cliche. It's easy to miss the forest for the trees. And that's especially true when you have our media pelting you with weed elms all the time. But here's a little story that came out this past week, uh, and it's... It, it's in a from a website called Open Source Defense by an author named Kareem Shaya, S-H-A-Y-A. And I, I wrote about it this past week in a post entitled Critical Mass at my blog, shotinthedark.info. And Mr. Shaya brings up a point that, that might seem a stretch in the current environment. But he brings the numbers, and more importantly, he brings the numbers from sources that are fundamentally not friendly to the Second Amendment to reach a conclusion that if you're a gun rights supporter, if you're a Second Amendment rights supporter, as harrowing as it can feel out there, we're winning. The good guys are winning. Now, not just the legislative and judicial battles— I mean, we won in the legislature this year. I mean, it was a defensive victory, but it was a victory nonetheless. We we staved off a Metrocrat majority to shoot down, as it were, universal registration and red flag confiscation, you know, basically the empowered ex-significant ex, uh, other uh, law. Uh, we shot those down. We have won the judicial battles, like everything from, from Heller and McDonald all the way down to uh, some smaller but equally, in some ways, equally important victories and, and perhaps staging things up to win the biggest victory of all, potentially, in the next uh, couple terms of the Supreme Court. We're winning demographic battles as well. But the biggest battle of all is the social battle. And you might say, what do you mean, the social battle? We We just saw polling that said 90% of citizens support some kind of gun control. Well, yeah, uh, those polls were taken right after that, that particular poll was a Pew poll taken right after Parkland when people were emotionally wrapped up in in the issue and people who were not especially well informed about the issue were answering a high-level question. Do you favor more gun control in the wake of this shooting? Well, of course 90% of the people said that. I mean, if you favor keeping guns more aggressively out of the hands of the deeply mentally ill, then you favor more gun control. I think most of us would raise their hands if asked, do you favor this form of gun control? Yeah, most of us do. Keeping them out of the hands of felons, out of the hands of criminals, out of the people, hands of people who have violent crime records, yeah, well, that's gun control. 
Now, you go into details. Do you favor universal registration? Do you favor confiscating guns without due process? That number falls below 90% right quick, and that's even after a emotionally wrenching incident like Parkland or like Virginia Beach yesterday. Even with states like California and New Jersey doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on gun control, yeah, not only is it even with them, but but the fact is their radical gun control agenda, like that of the metrocrats here in Minnesota, is a symptom of and a reaction to the fact that the good guys are on a roll elsewhere nationwide throughout the state of Minnesota, for that matter. Throughout the courts, throughout legislature, throughout Congress, throughout the marketplace of ideas, and throughout society as a whole, we're winning. Even outside, you might ask the traditional white male conservative groups that that the other side likes to paint as the supporters of gun rights. Yeah, especially outside those groups. Women and people of color are growing as a as a, as, a, as a share of the gun-owning public at rates between one and a half and double the general population. Kareem Shia wrote this fantastic article, and I and again, my post on the subject was entitled Critical Masses, a shot in the dark, done info. His conclusion, I'll just cut to that. On the one hand, you have an idea that's been growing for almost 30 years. I, I point that out to people. If you think gun rights are on the ropes, you should have seen it 30 years ago when I first got involved. In 1986, there were nine states that were either shall issue or constitutional carry. One constitutional carry state, Vermont, permitless carry for those who were legally entitled to to carry guns. Today, it's 42 between the two, with 16 or 17 of them right now being uh, constitutional carry and, and 25 shall issue. For almost 30 years, across almost all demographic groups, it's more popular now with young people than ever, which is why David Hogg is is riding high on the uh, hog. Spread permissive carry laws from just nine states to 42 today and the District of Columbia. Grew the installed base of the biggest boogeyman by a factor of 30 since the 1990s. That's the AR-15. And by its nature, grows exponentially after reaching critical mass. This is the sign of a movement that is not only succeeding, but succeeding virally. We're not on the ropes, or we could get there if we take our eye off the ball. This is a battle that we are winning, folks. Don't let the other side forget it. Northern Alliance Radio Network, see you next week. God bless you all. God bless America. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800-671-7070. That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. American Pressure.
With warm weather here, you've got stuff to clean around your house. We have a great selection of quality equipment that will get your place clean. One of our most popular models is the Landa HD, powered by a Honda engine, 4 gallons a minute, 4,000 PSI, on an aluminum cart with electric start and flat free tires for just $13.99 or standard recoil for just $11.89. Stop in Monday through Friday to pick one up from American Pressure. So, along with everything else you have to do day-to-day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? Well, first, lighten the load. Get in touch with Salem Surround. We take the mysteries of digital marketing off your shoulders and deliver customers so you can run your business. To compete in today's business world, you must utilize every digital marketing tool possible. But who has the time to research, learn, and access all the options? Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. It's easy and there's no heavy lifting. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners.